0: hello choose love friends this is scarlett lewis i'm the founder of the jesse lewis choose love movement our organization started following the shooting at sandy hook elementary school My son, Jesse McCord Lewis, was one of the first grade victims who saved nine of his classmates' lives before losing his own. Jesse wrote an incredible message on our kitchen chalkboard, nurturing, healing, love. I knew that if the shooter had been able to give and receive nurturing, healing, love, the tragedy would never have happened. It was as simple as that, but simple isn't always easy. We offer the solution. It's a lifespan next generation, no cost, social and emotional learning program that has swept the nation. It's being taught in every state and over a hundred countries. We hope that you check it out. We can all benefit from the thoughtful response of choosing love and social and emotional intelligence. So today I have a very special guest who happens to be my mom, Jesse's Nana, Maureen Lewis. And so we have a special segment for you today. We're actually recording in Maine, which is one of our most favorite places to go as a family. It's my mom's little log cabin that is right on a gorgeous lake, right smack in the middle of nowhere in Maine. So there's no internet. It's just really a nice respite. And we decided that our conversations are so interesting (laughs) that we'd record them for you. (laughs) So, anyway, we're going to do this. And my mom has a quote that she would like to organize our conversation around. And it is from Mother Teresa. Mm -hmm.
1: And actually, it's two quotes. One is Mother Teresa. Her quote is Do little things with great love. And that reminds me of my grandmother, whom I think about. Every day, her name was Donna, something comes up and I think of her and I see her face and her laugh. The other quote is, little kindnesses are actually the big things you realize later that those things that seemed small were really the big things in life. The little things in life are actually the big things. And I I think that's so true. What you remember are not the big parties or the big celebrations. You just remember the little incidences that you shared with someone that you love and someone that taught you love. So one of the things that I had was I had this dress that I just loved. Describe the dress and how you got it. How did you? Because you, you couldn't afford. Yeah, not not a lot. Not a lot. So, and most of my clothes for a long time were hand-me-downs from my sister, which I didn't mind at all. Because if she had something pretty, I'd think, "Wow, that's going to be mine someday." You know, going to wait till I Aunt grew Jane. into it. Yeah, and sister. now I do that with you. Yeah. <laughs> so this dress that I I don't even know, maybe it was a birthday dress. I'm not sure, but it was this gorgeous color of aqua and the skirt was just this really soft fabric. It was so full, but it it didn't stick out. It just fell in folds. It was really, just really fun, beautiful dress that I loved. So I wore it to school and was in chemistry class, did not put on my rubber apron, as you're supposed to do, got the hydrochloric acid, that just came out and splattered all over that dress. So there were tiny little holes all over the skirt. And I was just crestfallen. And you know, also a little embarrassed and ashamed that I had done that and hadn't worn the apron and disappointed terribly. So went home and my grandmother happened to be visiting. Her name was Donna. And I don't know how long she had to work on it, but she repaired every hole and there were hundreds of holes in that dress and i never wore it again i mean i thanked her profusely and probably not enough you know because i think it was probably later that i realized the labor that went into that and and the love but never wore it again because of course it was all patched discreetly patched but still patched but you know those are those are the things that i remember i mean that was just every hole was pure love and she didn't expect me to to praise her for that at all she just did it from her heart which was you know one of the lessons that i've learned that showing that love in that quiet way something that seems like a little thing turned out to be monumental in my memory
0: yeah that's really beautiful i had a podcast with a co-worker of mine from 35 years ago and there wasn't love involved, but there was human kindness when I stood up in front of a group of high-powered politicians in Memphis, uh-huh. right? And I probably had two different color shoes on, but that's another story.
1: <laughs> and
0: I was supposed to give a speech about some bond issue that we were trying to do, and I completely went blank. And everybody's shifting around nervously, like, looking at each other. They're kind of getting annoyed, like... What, what's going on here? You're wasting our time. I look over at Don and Don just has this smile on his face. I remember exactly that moment when I looked at him and his eyes were kind and he smiled. He said, we're here today. And he just started me off at, just in this kind, gentle voice. And then I took it from there. But you know, that was a small moment in time. I don't remember even if we got the bond issue or if we were successful, but I remember that small moment in time. But, wow, sewing 100 holes in a dress. uh, That kind of patience did not transfer down two generations because I would have looked at that dress and I would have thrown it away. I I probably would have been mad at you, you know? I would be like, oh, my, what are you thinking? You didn't wear your apron? Well, here's the consequence.
1: (laughs) Bang. In the trash. I know, I think I wouldn't have been able to do that i didn't get donna's patience either i got some maybe it gets diluted as the generations Whoops. go <laughs> but i do remember jt bringing me a t-shirt uh oh, yeah. was it he loved it, his t which one was that was it the um, nighthawks or something no i think it was from hawaii oh yeah you're right it was yeah. it had a big h on it right and a dog or something had jumped up on him and made this big slash across the whole shirt. And that I, sounds
0: probable. Yeah,
1: he said, he said, can you sew this up for me? And I said, sure. But I looked at that and I thought, oh, I don't really want to get my machine out. Because it wasn't at a seam. It <clears throat> was no, it a, was across it. Yeah, but it was also, it had, it was jagged. Yeah, yeah. it was jagged. You knew and, not to come to me. Yeah, <laughs> it, it had kind of curled up on the edges, so, you know. And I thought the only thing that would be even feasible to make that look good would be my machine, which is, you know, from the 1930s. And I just thought, I don't want to get that out. I don't even really have a place to set it up and blah, blah, blah. Excuses, excuses. And finally, about a year later, I think when he had lost total interest in the shirt. No, I sew- never, I sewed never. it up. But you know he, he wore it, of
0: course. Yes. Oh, really? He that
1: t-shirt, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So I sewed it up as well as I could with needle and thread. And and it it reminded me of Donna too. Yeah. All these little instances. And I have another one, and this I think is so important. The things that we say to each other, seemingly in an offhand manner, are just kind of incidentals in a conversation. And we were in the car one time, just Donna and I, and we had been to the store and she had told me to pick out some candy. I could have any candy pack that I wanted. And so I got a bag of M&Ms and I said, I can share these with Janie and Pat. And I think I just always had this in my mind, you know, to share. But anyway, but I didn't know it. I didn't really think about it. I just said that, you know, we, I can share this with Janie and Pat. Maybe I felt guilty because I was gonna get a candy bar and they weren't. So, um, She said, Maureen, you are always so thoughtful. You're always thinking about other people. And I was like six or seven. You know, I mean, it was very young. And it was kind of like the first time, I think, anybody had said something good about me to define my character. You know, like noticed something I did and then remarked on it Mm -hmm. and said, look what you have in you.
0: Right, so validated that in you, and you remember that all these years yeah, later. Yeah. Wow, from 6 years old. Yes.
1: So that just tells me to tell you all how important it is to to say to each other, wow, look what you did. You you know, you have that in you. You know, point out a character value and let them know that you're grateful and that you saw it and that you acknowledge it.
0: Yeah, I tried to raise the boys by focusing on what they did right and not by focusing on what they did wrong, right? Cause that's our natural tendency mm-hmm. to punish when they do something bad and then just to kind of let them go for the rest of the time. But if you reward them with what they do right, and actually it's funny because, you know, I did this coinciding with a therapist and it was amazing because he said, it doesn't have to be anything real big. You just pick out little things, right? But he said, what you'll notice is what they want most is your time. More than any other gift you could give them. Like I had this little bucket of rewards, right? And and it was like maybe a little dock or mm-hmm. A little game or we could go get an ice cream together or you know but it was always they always wanted something of me my time that's mm-hmm. what they wanted read a book together yeah. they always wanted that Did you
1: put that in the bucket yeah
0: book well together. we always read anyway yeah. you we read, read, read
1: every night
0: every night yeah to and both that's of them.
1: another thing to that, both of them. I mean that's kind of off what we're our main topic here but not really it seems like a small thing But really, reading a book every night is incredible connection. Yeah. It really is. I mean, in your case, physical connection, because you all cuddled in bed and read, Mm -hmm. right? But even as I'm doing now over the phone, you know.
0: You're doing that with your grandkids, reading them books every night, but over Zoom or over uh, FaceTime. FaceTime, yeah, I
1: think it is. And so I'm seeing them in bed. They're seeing us. But... um, It's, you know, I think it's very important, and it doesn't really matter the book, because at one point, I mean, I've been choosing all these books, thinking they'll be so interesting, and then I read them, and they're kind of a little bit long and drawn out, and then I said something like, well, okay, the next book we read, kind of trying to get them to not give up on this, (laughs) I said, the next book we read is going to be really good, I think. I think these others have not been as what? exciting. Well, you shouldn't say that. It, they, you don't know that they don't think they're exciting. Well, and this is what's so amazing. Everett said, they've all been great. Aww. He said, every one of them have been great, and they really weren't. I mean, to me, okay. it was kind of like pulling them along through yeah. some of these chapters. Yeah. But that was, either he said that out of the kindness of his heart, or he really just remembered the good things. And yep. it's
0: really special that your grandparents are reading. You do it with Bob. Yeah. And yeah. that's really special. Yeah. Special time.
1: Yeah, it is. It is for us, too. Yeah. It's amazing what you get when you think you're giving. What? I'm only <laughs> laughing because that's what we teach. Yeah. That's compassion in action. And there's yeah.
0: research behind it. Yeah. What you give, I say all the nurturing, healing love that
1: you give out, you get back. Yeah. A hundredfold. More, yeah. it, It's just amazing. Right. And just even in our case, just kind of seeing their faces, and they're half asleep sometimes, and I'll say, well, you know, that's, that's fine. Let's finish the chapter, and you'll absorb it anyway. And, you know, they're getting cuddled in their blankets and stuff. But, yeah, I think that's a good thing to do, a really good, strong connection. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of choose the books if it's something you want them to learn. Or, because we always discuss them. We mm-hmm. always talk about different parts. Right now we're doing Hatchet, which I have to skip a lot of the parts, but um, I do. I just don't want to go there with the book. And That sounds like a terrible book. but It does, but it <laughs> it won an award. <laughs> okay. You know, the Calcut or whatever it is, award yeah. for good books. And right, Hatchet? Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't have said that. It does kind of, though. But he, the fact is, the Hatchet he uses because he's in a plane wreck. And it's the one tool he has wow his mother gave it to him as a gift he was going to the north woods in alaska to join his father and she gave him a hatchet so you know it's used for good it's it's about survival Mm -hmm. yeah i was
0: just thinking that they were younger than they actually are you know what i mean yeah i forget that they've grown up yeah but also ironic that i would say that because if you ask JT about the books that I read him...
1: Yeah. <laughs> he said him the other day. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's he's
0: like, oh, yeah, Mom. He rolls his eyes. He's like, the books you read me? Yeah, like... Uh, yeah, T- the, yeah, the guy that fell off his horse and broke his neck. Uh, the woman who jumped off the end of a dock and broke her neck. Uh, you know, concentration camps <laughs> and, you know, hardship and, yeah. But he's... Only remembering one part, the the reason that I read those kind of books to him was how they overcame that, how they learned and they grew through difficulty. Mm -hmm. And there's a thing called vicarious post-traumatic growth. It's a thing researched that you can grow vicariously through what other people learn in their hardships. And I think I did that as much for him as I did for me. Yeah. And those
1: books are actually written for that reason,
0: I think. Oh, absolutely. To connect to people and to help them. And believe me,
1: JT did not miss that. He didn't.
0: I know he didn't miss it, yeah. It was funny because every Christmas he'd get a big box and he'd know what it was filled with these books, (laughs) right? But that was great. I loved that. And that was
1: Little House on the Prairie.
0: And it was Little House on the Prairie, too. In fact, I was, I read the whole entire series of Little House on the Prairie to JT, and it was just, because we we didn't have a TV, we read... And I loved how we were got all excited about what they were going to get for Christmas, and then they and oh. it would be like an orange and right. a candy cane, right? right. And we <laughs> but we'd be feeling their excitement and joy in that, yeah. just the simplicity of yeah. of that life and, yeah. and the hardship, but the and it love, was family too. It was all about family. Mm-hmm. It was all about love. It was all about the journey together. Mm-hmm. And we read that whole series, and he loved it. Mm-hmm. And I was in the middle, I think, of it, reading it to Jesse. And he was loving it just as much as JT. Oh, my god! I think every child should ha- should be yeah. read that series.
1: Yeah. Well, I bought that whole series. You know how they, they made it for Different age groups. Yeah, different yeah. age group. So for the youngest age group, because it had great pictures in it. Yeah. And sent them to different families, you know, just kind of split them up. Yeah. And uh, the one that replied about that was was one grandson and he said uh, Nana I finished the books and I said you did and he said yeah I really liked them I would like some more and so I sent him just recently I of course now it's a year later but I sent him a whole compilation of all those books in one book because he said he said I really like the pictures because I had said to him well they were kind of young for you I think he went, I like the pictures. Mm, and Sweet. Isn't that darling? Yeah, and he's a gamer. Yes. You know what I yes. mean? like. So yes. you think,
0: well, is he going to like a younger, actually, even version than what he is of Little House in the Prairie? And they lots, do. Lots younger. Yeah, lots younger. Lots younger. Mostly right. the page was filled with <laughs> illustration and one <laughs> yeah. or two
1: sentences. That's
0: so cute. Well, you know what? I have an idea because we've just gone through compassion and action, really. And that quote from Mother Teresa which was?
1: Do little things with great love.
0: Yes, so that's what compassion and action is, mm-hmm. right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so let's go backwards through the formula and let's talk about how it pertains to family. Mm-hmm. So okay. then, if we went backwards, we would be talking about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we can laugh because. <laughs> And again, everybody's laughing with us, okay? <laughs> because, <laughs> because
1: forgiveness is is what is it? It's a big topic, well, right? It, it's not only the key to healing. It's a difficult key for most people. Right, I picture use. when you said difficult, I picture like taking it out of your pocket and
0: fumbling with it, <laughs> and it dropping through you the crack find. in the wood. And then you have a, 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 like a hanger and you're down there searching for the key, but you can't find it because it slipped under that <laughs> plank. Yeah. Yeah, that's like forgiveness for families, right? trying to find it. <laughs> right. You're on your hands and knees with your little fanny in the air looking, right?
1: Right. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think it is easy to forgive something that is completely disassociated from you, and that's very little because when you think about it, you don't really get that upset about something that you're not associated with. I mean, you can get mad or angry, but it's easier to let go. But family, it's harder to forgive because I guess you're so, so personal hurt and it's so, so personal. personal.
0: Yeah, and they know you, and family's supposed to be a soft place to land. Yeah, and then. When it's not, and you have yeah. judgment from your family members or even anger, then it's it's painful. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Mm-hmm.
1: It's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's the answer for that? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we go to it's a choice. Absolutely. That thank you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and you just consciously say, I'm going to decide to forgive them. Right. Period. Without even feeling it in your heart maybe.
0: Yeah, you don't have to you don't have <clears throat> to have gotten there already. It's not the destination first because forgiveness is a journey. So you just think, you know what? I don't want to feel this anger. I don't actually want to give my power away to someone who now has control of my thoughts because I'm angry, resentful, seeking retribution, perhaps. (laughs) Uh, I don't feel good. It makes you not feel good. And then that's reflected in how you treat other people, maybe other family members, your friends. Talk about
1: being held a prisoner in your mind.
0: Yeah, as Dr. Egger in The Choice says, you're being held a prisoner in the concentration camp of of your your mind mind. if you don't forgive. I love that. Isn't
1: that fantastic? It's fantastic. And I am so aware of that now because I have several people that I have allowed to hold me in a concentration camp in my mind. Yeah. And when I'm thinking about them and kind of going over what happened, Mm -hmm. I think you have one precious life. Right. And you're gonna waste your thoughts and your heart, your feelings, on this person. Right, who's not thinking about you. Who could care less, <laughs> who, who tromped you underfoot and went on. Right, exactly. I'm so aware of that. So you you really have to just right. make a choice. When those thoughts come in, right. make a choice to say stop.
0: So be present, be aware of your thoughts. Yeah. And when they come in, because you your mind does tend to ruminate on things. Yeah. And when they come in, say stop and go through the forgiveness process again. Because it is a choice mm-hmm. and it is a key. We started out with mm-hmm. the key but mm-hmm. it is a key to open the prison and l- let yourself out that's right and you're the yeah. only one
1: that can do it right. you're the only one that can do it you're the jailer because they're not right you they are. don't even know you're your own jailer right and you hold the key to get yourself out that's right so you're both isn't that funny you're yeah. both yeah you're the prison but you know what you don't
0: know that you're the jailer unless you have unless the awareness you know. of
1: choice of
0: choice right and yeah. you have the awareness You know, I always say this with forgiveness. Everyone that was an adult said, you can't teach kids forgiveness. That's too lofty a topic. I mean, and I say too lofty a topic and I I'm using air quotes now because that's what they said. And what we found was that, yeah, it was a lofty topic and it was difficult for adults, (laughs) but not for kids. Because if you teach it to kids, it becomes their, and I'm using air quotes again, they call it a superpower. Why? Because they say, quote, it feels so good to let it go, end quote. Wow, and they can do it, and they understand it, and they practice it every day. That's their favorite character value in the formula for choosing love. Wow. It's the
1: first one they go to, right? Yeah. You say that?
0: Yeah. It's, it's the one they practice the most. It's their favorite one, if you ask. And,
1: and really, when you think about it in the kids' terms, it would make you feel like a superpower to let that go. Do yeah. not let that be attached to you, as you say. Right. Dragging it around all your life. Right. You know? And that's your go-to thoughts. Right. Like sometimes at night when I'm in bed, I'm thinking, what what am I thinking about? Right. I've spent maybe 15 minutes going over things that happened. Right. Think about how ah. much of your life
0: yeah, you've spent on those negative, non productive, angry thoughts that do not serve you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would probably shock you if you added them all oh, up. Oh, yeah.
1: And the way, now I'm thinking, maybe the way you could change that uh, whole quandary is... Just to say, I was taught, that was a lesson, here's what I've learned, and just do a mind switch over to what you learned, you know, and start focusing on that, like the M&Ms thing, you know, just do that for yourself. What what has made you a better person because of that? Oh my God, I just read that
0: in The Upside of Stress by Kelly McGonigal. That's like the latest research, okay, that okay. you do. You take those difficulties yeah. that you had in your life and you... Shift your mind from anger and rumination and victimization, because you're a victim. You've given all your personal power away, to personal empowerment by focusing your thoughts on what you learned. What did you learn? How did you go? Yeah, Yeah. right, mom. You could be a top researcher. (laughs) (laughs) What did you learn?
1: my experiences. (laughs) It's true,
0: I know. But but we all have difficult experiences, but it's how we choose to thoughtfully respond to them. And it's interesting because in the research, it doesn't matter what your experiences were. Like you could be in a concentration camp. Right. That's the worst. You could have a child murdered. You could have been raped. You could have been abused and neglected by your parents. I mean, those are all horrible, horrible things, Mm -hmm. but it's really not in the experience that shapes and molds you and defines you, it's in how you thoughtfully responded. Mm -hmm. And you need to have the awareness that it's a choice, Mm -hmm. and you need to have some skills and tools, and that's what the Choose
1: Love movement gives us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what we're teaching kids, Mm -hmm. how to thoughtfully respond with love. And and the fact that choice is the key, and to know that you can, that you can grow through those experiences and learn from them, and then focus on that. Make that your focus. Right. Well, what I've become because of that. Right. And what I've learned, and how I can go forward, and how it strengthened me, how it strengthened me, and and it does if you if you choose to focus on that, it does. You realize it has made you stronger. It's called
0: post-traumatic growth. Yeah. And this is this is one of the foundational elements that the Choose Love movement is based on. Yeah, yeah. But forgiveness and is here, hard.
1: I want to say that making sure that this is in every grade. Yeah. So that it's this continual thread of learning, reminding, you know. Just sort of reassessing and keeping it in their heads is so important. So if they graduate from high school and get it in colleges, they have learned this. I would have loved to have had more thoughtful reactions about myself, from myself, stemming from me and who I was. It would have
0: helped you move from victimization to taking personal responsibility for your life so much quicker.
1: Yes, and even at the moment it was happening. Right. You can
0: do it in the moment that yeah, it
1: happens. Yeah. Not later, but even at that moment, you've right. learned about yourself. You've learned how to stand on your own two feet. You've learned how to respond. You can take a brave breath if, yeah. if you need to. Right. So, I mean, this program is, it's its just a
0: gift. It's a gift. And, and you know, forgiveness takes effort. Like, we're sitting here talking about it. When we started talking about it, we just kind of looked at each other and <laughs> laughed. <laughs> and laughed. We're still um, laughing
1: about that. Right.
0: And, and I teach forgiveness. So, it's it's difficult but you know what it's it's in that effort that you find meaning in your life. It's how you mm-hmm. find meaning. Mm-hmm. And then it, that leads you to purpose and that's the key to happy life. Yeah happy life. it is it's, it's really a key to made, life. yeah, it is. But it takes going through the formula to choose love, which is what we're doing but we're gonna do it backwards today. Yeah. So we've gone over forgiveness it's a choice and then it becomes a process because it's not like you could make the choice but it's not like you're gonna remember uh, a little while later and anger comes back up but then you forgive again so it starts with a choice and then it becomes a process and
1: by process it becomes an awareness so as long as you're aware that you can do that because I was thinking just to close this yeah a lot of people don't want your forgiveness they don't care about it.
0: Well, because what are you forgiving me for? I didn't do anything wrong. Right, right. So you have
1: to move on from that too. You're doing it for yourself. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a what common you have to remember.
0: misnomer is that forgiveness is a gift that you give the other person and they don't deserve it. But in actuality, it's a gift that you're giving yourself. yourself. Right. It's the key. It's the key to having healthy relationships. Healthy relationships is the key to happiness Mm -hmm. per harvard university's lifespan study Mm -hmm. there you go yeah
1: yeah drop the
0: mic yeah and that's (laughs) yeah
1: that's just so obvious too when you see people who don't have friendships and don't have family that they're involved in and that they're nurtured by are very sad very lost people it's true because we're wired for connection Mm -hmm. we need
0: to have connection but we're not born with the skills and tools that enable us to facilitate that connection Mm -hmm. that's what social and emotional learning is Mm -hmm. now let's move to gratitude and we were having a great conversation on gratitude but it was really actually we were talking about depression Mm -hmm. which is interesting (laughs) and we were talking about people that we know that suffer suffer Mm -hmm. from depression
1: for years and years and years
0: right it's impacted their entire lives yes and they are pretty heavily
1: medicated Mm -hmm. and how if in the morning and really just for an experiment just try it as you would try a new pill and let go the pills or while you're on a pill yeah because I I think yeah sometimes medication is
0: yeah there is a chemical imbalance I've had it during your divorce and I went on antidepressants for I think six months actually I may have gone on them through my own divorce but I don't remember so like maybe two times but you know, I needed that. Mm-hmm. I needed that help because I was in space. It did. You know, it kind of. Actually, it was during my divorce. I remember we we're having dinner, and I was on antidepressants. And you're looking at me, and you're like, "You need to be mad. You need to like defend oh, yourself. Yes. Right. Yeah. Your stomach should be uh, <laughs> in knots, right? And I was like. It'll be worked yeah. out. Yeah. And that was great. And that's what the antidepressants afforded me. Yeah. That was really nice. Because I, I was, it was a tough time. and yeah, We was. won't go into Very details. Tough
1: time. But, but um, I, mean, I have to say in my defense saying that, <laughs> before you think I'm just trying to get boxing gloves on her. <laughs> I wanted her to defend herself and stand up for what was right for her. Right. And she wasn't doing that. I was doing that well, actually. Good. good, good. Yeah. Maybe I didn't think vociferously enough. Right, something. right. But I was thinking, I asked a therapist at one point during my divorce to, uh, actually just during therapy, we weren't there yet, um, and I said, you know, everybody's on antidepressants, I need to be on them too. (laughs) And so I want some, (laughs) I don't wanna be feeling all this stuff that I'm feeling, and they're not. So just, of course, and I said, just so let me have some too so he prescribed some and i read the bottle and it said your mouth is going to be dry you'll experience dizziness sometimes when you sit up or you know start to walk and i'm out gardening and i thought so when i stand up i'm going to be dizzy and and i just thought no yeah i'm not going to do this and i guess i don't know i guess i had enough mental fortitude to think i could just you know soldier through which i did yeah, you Which did. I did do. You did sort of. I mean, with a lot of angst. Yes. yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But and I
1: guess it would have relieved the angst. Well,
0: I think you know there's a certain time for antidepressants, but I'd like to raise a generation that doesn't require them mm-hmm. as much, right? Who that yes, that they can be absolutely. present. And actually, this is what I practiced with Jesse's murder. I did not go on antidepressants. Um, I did take Bob's sleeping, sleeping pills, because I knew I needed to sleep, Yeah, but I wanted to be present. I wanted yeah. to feel it. I wanted to be in the moment. I felt like this is an incredible time. I mean, it's a horrible time, but it's, it's gonna be a time that strengthens me. I'm gonna grow through it, and I wanna be there. I don't wanna be
1: drugged out. I don't wanna miss a moment. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think that helped. See, I think that was that, that was another dimension that you understood subconsciously because there was another dimension to that whole thing.
0: You mean Jesse's presence? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also didn't want to miss that because I knew that he was close. And and that reminded me of
1: the night that you woke up at three in the morning. That was the
0: next morning.
1: Yes, it was the next morning. Right,
0: that was December 15th at 3 a.m.
1: And you turned on the light and you said, if I don't write this down, I'm not going to remember
0: No, I think I was starting
1: to write his obituary. Maybe so. Yeah. And she turned the light on, and the light blinked. Three times. And you turned, and you said, okay, Jesse, you must want me to do this. Well, right? I said, you're here. You're here. Oh, oh. Yeah, he was there. I was,
0: I was like, I knew it.
1: Yeah. It's and like that, a knowing
0: that goes beyond knowing. And, yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a spiritual knowing. So
1: I think you had that dimension.
0: That, I did. That I not, had that dimension that supported me. Yeah, yeah. For you sure, did? I had that And knowing. that was Jesse
1: supporting you. It
0: was, for
1: sure. I've always felt
0: that. Oh, yeah. I always he say... He did
1: not want you to hurt.
0: Yeah. I always say, hands on the back, pushing me forward. Come on, Mom. Yeah. Get up. Let's yeah. go. We got yeah. a lot to do. Yeah. You're going to start a movement. Yeah. yeah. You're going to teach kids, mm-hmm. and you're going to prevent mm-hmm. school shootings. Mm-hmm. And that, and actually, I thought, because we can. <laughs> They're 100% yeah. preventable. What happened to Jesse was 100% preventable. Yes, I agree. I think we need to stop pretending like they're not, Mm -hmm. right? But it's gonna require all of us to take responsibility for what's going on in our schools. Mm -hmm. This was pre-COVID, things have not gotten better during covid and then you know seven years ago when i started this i always say i thought i was doing it for school safety and i don't know anybody else that was talking about social emotional learning as it pertains to school safety but that was my message and now i realize oh it's so much more Mm -hmm. it's everything Mm -hmm. it's the key to life it is (gasps) it is and jesse knew that with his chalkboard message of nurturing, mm-hmm. healing love. That's where he the did. formula for choosing love comes from. He I did, know. he did.
1: Yeah. And I have to say that light has never blinked since. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It never. is funny.
0: It is funny. <laughs> and and JT was asleep next to me. But usually when things like that happen to me, I have witnesses or I have pictures because there's been so many things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember uh, getting ready to go to his funeral. And one of my best friends had flown in with her husband from Chicago.
1: That's what I was going to mention. And Julie.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, Julie and Bill. And uh, I don't consider them especially spiritual. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh, they were getting ready in your bathroom. And I think, was it Bill or Bill and that came down? They'd had an experience with a light up there, right? <laughs> yeah. That was blinking. Right. And And it was Bill because Bill's like, The light's blinking and, and like he had tear. He he was, his face was soaked. And so they were telling it and Julie said, the light is not blinking. Like, it's the light bulb, right? And so she screwed in the light bulb, and it still blinked. And she's like, this is ridiculous. She unplugged it, and it still went on. And so they knew. That's when they knew.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow, this is Jesse. He is here. We've experienced him. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and what, I mean, we're talking about gratitude. And this is a perfect thing to talk about with gratitude,
1: this knowing that we have. Mm -hmm. And knowing that that is that love that never ends. Yes, Love it's never even, ends. It's even probably stronger, if it could have gotten stronger. But. Yeah, yeah, well, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So you were saying about people that feel depressed, if they would get up in the morning and make a list of gratitudes. Right. First you said 10. I said, here's, then you said, well, how about here's starting, a powerful antidepressant. Yeah, with five. Because, as you also say, you can only have one thought in your mind at a time. So when you're having that negative thought about someone who hurt you, think of something you're grateful for right Sleep. you can't have
0: both yeah. thoughts at once
1: <laughs> so yeah. when you're
0: ready to shift out of yeah. the negative place yeah. and just
1: do it purposely right choose to do it and then you think oh here i am sitting on the dock in maine and it's a beautiful day and i'm in my skin my daughter is sitting next to me yeah what a blessing i'm so grateful
0: for yeah this. like why why would i be Wasting. ruminating yeah
1: on something, on something that right, but, dark, you know.
0: But people don't know that they can do that. It Talk about superpower. And so, yes. you know, you're, you're talking about someone you know who's really struggling with yes. depression yes. and is wondering what's my next cocktail of yes. drugs, you know. And sleeping all the time. Sleeping all the time. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, a simple gratitude practice yes. of writing down a couple of things in the morning yes. right when you get up which shifts your focus towards yeah. gratitude. And yeah. then when you go to bed, shifts your focus to gratitude. Mm-hmm. That simple practice has been scientifically researched and it lifts your mood. It works, mm-hmm. but you know what? It takes a little bit of effort. Mm-hmm. It, does. it does. You gotta, you gotta <clears throat> focus. You've gotta have the pen and paper there. You've gotta yep. think. Yeah. you got to think about things. you've got, And they've got to be different, you know, or they should be different. Yeah. You can't say the same
1: things all the time. But there's so much but to be grateful if for. if you did, because I started a gratitude journal. And I got the book and the pen and everything. And I did it for maybe two days. Because you were supposed to write three things every day. Like at night or in the morning. Yeah. Basically, it was at night before you went to bed. Which is kind of a good way to start your sleep and your mind is cleansed. Absolutely. And... It lasted about two days and then I the next time I was like I'm kind of tired I'll do it tomorrow yeah and then it just drifted away but it was only to write down three things and then it said and sometimes one it was just a point of maybe trying to get that practice right regulated with you yeah just to focus but you could write down something like you know I had delicious strawberry shortcake today with fresh homegrown strawberries or whatever and that do is, we have that no <laughs> okay we will though right yeah of course <laughs> uh but um you know just simple things like that it doesn't have to be some super duper although see those little things really mean a lot they do right that's how we started yeah. this whole
0: podcast yeah, it is you're right it's this and it is the little things <clears throat> that you're grateful for mm-hmm. that that are so powerful mm-hmm. and i don't do the lists but I take off gratitudes all day long, and I mindfully mind shift mm-hmm. because it's not like I don't ruminate. People think I'm the choose love lady, and that I, you know, I choose love all the time. I I get mad. Mm-hmm. I have a temper. Mm-hmm. I, you know, ruminate on things that happened a long time ago. I, you know, feel myself falling into this victimization, and I don't like that, you know. So I take them off all day long. I want, and I know I can shift out of that. And so I think about, I look out my window, there's my horse. That's big. That's really big. But you know, I, I think about plumbing. I don't know why. I think about indoor plumbing all I the time. I do, too. And being able to <laughs> turn on too. a faucet. Like, that to me, I'm grateful <laughs> for that. Did I teach you that? You,
1: I, you must have taught me that. Because I think of that every time I turn a faucet on. Yeah. I am so great. And I can turn on the other faucet and it's hot. Yeah. And, I mean, what a blessing right. that is. Right. I think about that, taking a shower, and it's like hot it feels clean like it. Yeah.
0: water yeah and it's something you can give yourself anytime you want yeah
1: yeah it's pretty amazing right. like, it is yeah it's
0: really nice I mean so if you can't think of anything think about <laughs> going and to the bathroom water. in a toilet yeah and, and flushing flush it. it away yeah
1: yeah that's
0: pretty nice yeah
1: it is it is and and most of the world doesn't get to do that I know I know Water's a big deal. Yeah, water's a big deal. And you know, they also have a new therapeutic need... word for water therapy. And it's aqua something. I just read this the other day. It's even staring at water. Just staring at water yeah. is therapeutic. Yeah, so I, I think so. When I read that, I thought, oh my, yes, of course. I mean, I, you, I you think don't think so. of that as being something that they would name and have it be called a therapy, Yeah, uh, a therapeutic method. But they say people that just go... And I could sit and stare at the water. I a do. Long time. <laughs> I, know. I do when I'm up here. That's all I do. I and stare and I look at the soothing. ripples. Yeah. It is yeah. very cleansing.
0: Yeah. It's, it's of course comforting. you're around nature and you've got yeah. trees and yeah. There's no internet here,
1: right? Which is nice. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It is. We haven't watched. Of
0: TV. I, we haven't watched TV in days. We haven't. And and That's well, great. we don't have TV, but we have yeah. movies. But we yeah. haven't done that because mm-hmm. I've been so tired. Yeah. But I do have a hot spot
1: yeah. because <laughs> yeah. I, do,
0: I do have to do a little bit of work. But, yeah. but well, you've it's, been doing a lot of work. Yeah. But. but so gratitude. Gratitude so important. So important. So much research behind the benefits mm-hmm. of practicing gratitude. And it's a practice mm-hmm.
1: that you do every day. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to add here yeah. <laughs> that uh, Scarlett and I send pictures back and forth. And I'm thinking when she said she looks outside and there's her horse. She has sent pictures of the animals like frolicking in the pasture, all the dogs and everybody just kind of having fun, the joy de vivre of that farm. Yeah. And it is a very peaceful farm. But her heart just overflows so much with gratitude for that that she has to send me a picture. Yeah. And I inundate her with pictures of roses and you know. Your garden. The garden and just my view from the porch. And things like that, the pool. And just, you know, just being, so grateful for those wonderful pleasant and beautiful gifts that we get to experience yeah
0: my last favorite one was remington who's my old english mastiff and i got these little layer chicks and there, I got him at three days old, I think. And so I put him in the barn after a couple days. Oh, yeah. And oh my God, he fell in love with them. He was <laughs> fascinated. He was, he was. <laughs> no, was I was so him. adorable. And yeah. he was talking to them. Yeah. And it was like just, <laughs> I was taking videos and sending the pictures to my team. It was just precious. Yeah. It was just adorable. Yeah, I saw
1: him doing that. And he he couldn't take his eyes off of them. And he was just, kind of like was that. Adorable. It was real soft. Yeah. You know, just as you say, trying to talk to them. Yeah. Him. And yeah, I was, said, No Remington, you're not gonna eat them. Yeah. Maybe they're your friends.
0: And but yeah. it was but yeah. it wasn't that. It was yeah. Rocky
1: he, was a little different.
0: Well, no, but Rocky was
1: sweet. Was, too. He? Yeah. was he? He yeah. was
0: kind yeah. Well all you never over. know, but it's yeah. like mm, <laughs> No, but they were but it turned out that mm-hmm. it was just very friendly. Yeah. Okay, so let's move to courage. And courage is the most important of the character values because it underlies all the rest. And so we did the formula backwards. So we're gonna finish on courage, but. And
1: it underlies all the rest because it's the motor for everything. Mm, That's good. If you're not, if you don't have courage, you can't do anything else. Right, Every little thing takes courage. It does,
0: it does. We think about courage in big things and that's kind of where we focus our thoughts like, well, like Jesse. Saving nine of his classmates before losing his own. Yeah, standing up to the shooter. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, that's courage. But when I talk about courage, I say, that's the same courage that we all have within us. But we use courage every single day. But we we call it in the program, everyday acts of courage and big acts of courage. Mm -hmm. We distinguish them.
1: That's a good idea. Yeah. Because when you say we all have Jesse's courage in us, I think, well, of course, that's something you wouldn't find out until you're in that situation. Yeah, but
0: then I relate it back to the little acts. Yeah. Like, like courage Because I
1: always feel like, ugh, I don't know. I
0: know that's a big act of courage, but it takes courage to be kind. It does. When somebody's not being kind to you. And I don't think we see that as courage, but
1: it is. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It takes courage to be truthful. It takes courage to stand up for yourself. Yes. And and, and that's one I have to learn. You know, because I'm always thinking of different, you know, I don't want to hurt her feelings, even though she's telling a lie about me, you know. <laughs> I mean, funny Are things like about me? that. No, uh, okay. not at
0: all. I know, I'm not just Not at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's because it's 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 a practice. So we're all practicing that. Yeah. Every day.
1: Yeah. If you know about
0: it. If you know about it.
1: Yeah. If you don't, it's not even a thought in your head. It's not even an option. It's not a choice. Yeah, it's not a choice. Yeah. Yeah. You have to know, you have to be introduced to it. Yes, yes. That's why this program is so important. Yeah,
0: I love when they define social emotional learning, it's like skills, tools, and awarenesses. And the awarenesses can't be discounted because so much of this is just being introduced to it. And then translating that into a practice because you say, you know, you struggle, but we all struggle. We all struggle with all of this. In fact, I talk to middle schoolers and high schoolers and I say, we're still struggling with the same things you are. So learn it now (laughs) so it can be easier because so many adults don't know this and they're right in your seat, struggling with the same things that you do. Unless
1: you know this and it doesn't take,
0: I think it, it would me. You know, and I'm usually talking to a big because group. Because maybe
1: that would give them understanding for their parents, too. Still making mistakes. Yeah. You know, to know that. And yeah. I, I doubt if it really sinks into them like that. But I'm thinking, without this awareness, without being given these skills and tools, think of going into a derelict house with no tools, no understanding of structure, you know, of, of any kind of bearing walls and all that. That's what you do in your life if you don't have these skills and tools. You don't know how to do anything, really. Well, I mean, you might stumble on something, but-
0: You can't be your best self. You can't. That's what it is. You can't. You I can't mean, be your best self. You could get by, and I think of myself, you know, I you didn't- get by. I didn't have these skills and tools until I was 44 years old, and yeah. I became aware of them and learned them and now practice them diligently. Well, that means you don't do it all the time, probably,
1: with total concentration, Well, yeah,
0: that's true. I try to, yeah. though, because I know the benefit that I get, but I got by, I got by, okay. And, you know, I always say there may be some of you out there saying, well, I'm, it is what it is, right? And yeah. I've done fine myself without focusing on choosing love, and Gratitudes. so, right, so, uh, but it could be better. Yeah. It could yeah. be great. You could live your life in awe. You could yeah. have micro moments of joy every yeah. single day. It could yes. be so yes. much better. Yeah. You,
1: it, it opens up a whole new world for it you. Does. It opens up a whole new area of your brain.
0: Exactly, it
1: really does. And so that's why I'm thinking. You remember we t- we discussed this before, making a virtual tool belt, and the tools in it. Are the the skills and tools that you're teaching, you know, the courage, the... I use that now a lot. Okay. Because if you had, you know, like a hammer and a jack saw and, you know, whatever, all the different tools, you could build, you could change that house. You could make it a wonderful structure. You could put big windows in it and really see the world, right? Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's true, though. Clear out all the junk. Yeah, yeah you know, get a big dumpster outside, all your
0: forgiveness. Yeah. You'd be taking out all of this junk and throwing it in the dumpster and having it taken away. Yeah. And then you'd be able to see the house. Yeah. And then you start working on the foundation
1: of it. Yeah. And just build this beautiful house with awareness. I mean, you know, okay, where do I want a window? Let's put a big one in there because look at the view and the view is life. Yeah. And you, you, you can just open up you know, that whole section for yourself. Ooh,
0: I love that visual.
1: Yeah, it is a nice visual. I have it too.
0: Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So that's courage. Uh, but it takes courage to be grateful, especially when things aren't going your way. Yeah. It takes courage to forgive, especially when the person who hurt you isn't sorry, yeah. <laughs> doesn't care, <laughs> continues to do what they're doing to hurt you. That's a challenge.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then... It takes courage to step outside of our ego. Very, very much of so. our egocentric lives, of everything that we have going on including pain and suffering to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you do, you're choosing love. Mm-hmm. And you are you have got that virtual tool belt on and you've made the renovations to the house that is your life and it mm-hmm. becomes this mm-hmm. becomes
1: your dream house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it can be anything you want it to be, you know? Right. Yeah, it's true. That is something I've been thinking about lately is that business about ego, you know, in situations that you get in that if you don't let go of your ego, trying to stand on what you think are your principles above family, say, that's that's one of the big, huge stumbling blocks and people don't understand that. Just, yes, that's important and you have your views but more important is family and love and that's the most important thing Mm -hmm. you have to figure out Mm -hmm. love and connection and relationships yeah so another note i made real fast is that the same thing it's the same thing that mother Teresa said it was another quote i read somewhere that it turns out that those little things in life as you grow older or maybe reach more mature thoughts you understand those were the big things. Mm. Those little things weren't the little things. They're the big things. And that's that's just so true. It's so, so life is just true. made up of those precious moments of little things that really count, that really matter.
0: Those micro moments of joy, mm. yeah. as Dr. Tom Prusinski of yeah. Quinnipiac University says. Yeah, and we love. Yeah, and, and yeah. if you're not present with awareness, you miss them. Yeah. You go right over them. Yeah. And that's yeah. what life is. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning is yeah. found in those little times. It's also yeah. found in the difficult times. Yes. And, and that's what life is made of. Mm-hmm. Those micro moments of joy and the difficulty and it's having the courage to be present
1: in all of it mm-hmm. and to understand and that's, that that's an opportunity for growth. Yeah. And that takes this program, all the things it teaches, the tools and skills. Because I was thinking in those moments of Disaster and sadness, and think of it as a flashlight, because that's just such a dark time. Mm. Think of yourself turning on a flashlight, and there's that beam, and that can show you the way to go. Yeah, show you out of it. Right, and that's what SEL is, and the Choose Love program.
0: I love that. I'll take it a step further. Like it allows you to turn on that that awareness, allows you to turn on the flashlight right. to find the wall this. switch. Yeah. That you can turn on the light that all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh. my God, this is what life is? Yeah. It's all I was illuminated. in this yeah. little box. I didn't <laughs> even realize it. Yeah. I was yeah. a prisoner in my own mind. Yeah. And now this is what life can be? It's beyond anything that you could have ever imagined. Yeah. yeah. When you don't have that awareness.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. As we said, a, a prisoner in a concentration camp. Right. Of your mind. Right that's how severe it can be and you have the key you're the jailer Mm
0: -hmm. and And the prisoner and the prisoner Mm -hmm. and you have the you're the only one that can let
1: yourself out you're the prisoner with a key and the jailer (laughs) right Right. you've got several opportunities and several ways to let yourself (laughs) out (laughs) the jailer can change or you can change and realize you have the key right just use the
0: key right it's awesome all right well i guess um We'll get ready to go down and jump in the lake. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A, a micro moment of joy. Yes. Yeah. Let's hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Mom. This has been an amazing podcast. I know everybody's going to love listening to us talk for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but it was inter- it was really yeah. interesting, and I appreciate it. Any other, any
1: final pearls of wisdom? Well, I don't know if I'd call them pearls of wisdom, but... I would say... Oh, I
0: want to say before that, oh. you always told me, <laughs> you would sign your letters, the world is your oyster. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. And
0: yeah. it's true yeah. when you have the skills, tools, and awarenesses. Yeah. To right. To know that there's a I pearl. I love that. So that there's a pearl there. Right. So what's your final love And, and, and that's
1: true. I used to say that to Scarlett even when she left. Yeah. I remember saying her getting in a car, remember the world's yeah. your oyster. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say that I think it's important for parents and and grandparents to remember and be aware of the effect that you have on your grandchildren and your children in just little ways little
0: the little in- off yeah. comments that yeah. you say they're listening yeah. and 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 you're modeling for them in your words and your thoughts and your deeds everything yeah. that you do is modeling for yeah. them and communication is only 40 percent words the rest of it is everything Expression else so, yeah and, and, action.
1: and yeah and it's when you think about it when i started talking about donna telling me about myself and and giving me that gift over m&ms it lasted probably maybe 2 minutes so it's just little things that can mean so much and it's a connection it's a sincere loving connection and awareness and noticing of that person and Another thing I think is really important, and I say this to Scarlett all the time too, looking into someone's eyes is so important. And not glaring into their eyes, but just looking in and recognizing a soul. With loving intention. Just like your soul. Yeah, Mm -hmm. loving intention. And I hope all of my grandchildren are given the gift of this program because I think it is the most vital important thing they can learn and the funny thing is if you learn this you can learn your other subjects more easily Mm -hmm. and more open for them Mm -hmm. so it opens up the academics if you learn first about yourself so
0: you're going to be doing our advertising no (laughs) just kidding all right well that was awesome thank you very much for joining us and we will see you next time thanks for choosing love and now mom let's go have a lot of fun and jump in the lake
1: Hey, hey, oh. it's all part of us. We can all choose love. It'll lift you up if you let it in. Let the heat